Driven mofos, I wanted to mention something that means a lot to me. When I was younger, everyone doubted me and their doubts became my doubts. Their fears festered inside my mind and I hated myself as I knew I could do so much more in life. I just didn't know where to start and failure would reinforce what a loser I already believed I was. If it wasn't for listening to audios just like this, which I spent tens of thousands of dollars on, I would have probably ended it all. I know that there are so many people out there who feel this way and are holding themselves back from greatness. So if I could ask just one favor today, it would be that you share this podcast with just one person as it may make all the difference and start them on a new path. Man, the scarcity mindset is gonna keep you so trapped. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Let's talk about the scarcity mindset. Now, the scarcity mindset is a contracted, restricted mindset that most people have. Now, this is the type of mindset where people feel like there's never enough. So these are the people that there's never enough time. There's never enough money. There's never enough friends. There's never enough attention. And they live in this world of never enough. That's the scarcity mindset. Now, that scarcity mindset can never be in the same place as the abundance mindset at the same time. It's in there, it's just one is conscious and the other one is unconscious. So if you're focused on this scarcity mindset of never enough, I don't have enough time and you run around like a crazy cat. Oh, I don't have enough money. And then you're fear-driven all the time. Okay, or you're worried or you're stressed out. Okay, you worry about what everyone else thinks because there's never enough friends or there's never enough good people around. I hear stuff like that on social media. Uh, the world's, you know, full of jerks and idiots and, uh, you know, that scarcity mindset. No good employees around these days. Scarcity mindset. Okay, scarcity. It's everywhere. But you have a choice on how you want to live. Do you want to live with a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? When I built our company and when I transformed it from what it was to where it is now, I'm like, why wouldn't people want to work for us? This place is fucking awesome. All of our staff work from home currently. I'm doing a lot of training and education with them, a lot of development. They'll learn new skill sets. I'm more than happy to invest in them to learn better skills. Okay, I think we're pretty uh, patient. I've got an event this weekend and we fly staff down for the event as well to help out and things like that. You know, I'm taking one of them out to dinner tonight for her birthday. So, you know, like, why wouldn't you want to work for us? And then I think about money and I'm like, why wouldn't someone want to pay me? Like, why would someone not want to invest in themselves and invest in me, considering I'm one of the best coaches in this country, if not the planet? Why wouldn't someone want to do that? Okay. Now, I back myself in that way because I have an abundance mindset, and I built that abundance mindset through multiple reasons. Because I know I live with higher standards than most people. I also know that I have clarity on what I'm here to do. And so that's given me absolute focus, at least for the last 10 or 11 years, to be able to become hyper-focused on being one of the best coaches in the world. Hence why I've worked with rich listers, professional athletes. In fact, I had a professional athlete who is one of Australia's best athletes. In fact, he is the best at his sport. Reach out to me this morning, and I'm just starting to have a chat with him. So we'll see where that goes. But I've been able to work with world champion athletes, people that have gone to the Olympics, you know, definitely rich listers, billionaires my inner circle of high value networks and stuff like that. Those people don't hang around other idiots. They hang around people who are smart and intelligent. So I know that that's there. I wouldn't understand why people would not invest in themselves and come and do some work with me. I don't get it. But my point is, right, 
is if I think like that, am I more likely to have an amazing life? Or am I more likely to have an amazing life if I'm doom and gloom and there's never enough people out there, there's not enough knowledge, you know, everyone's ripping people off, everyone's a scammer. You know, these are all the people that watch A Current Affair and all those shows, those news articles, because the news go and they isolate certain incidents, right? There's 27 million Australians or whatever it is. Let's say it's 27 million. 27 million people woke up today and they pretty much do the same shit that they do every other day, right? So if it's a Thursday, they pretty much do exactly the same thing as last Thursday. The only difference might be that instead of having a meat pie for lunch, they might have a pasty or a sausage roll or a slice of pizza, or they might go to a different place for dinner. That's about it. Like that's as exciting as the average person's life gets. Instead of wearing a red tie today when they went to the office, they wore a blue tie. Whoa, big changes, right? So most people don't change, right? They're super predictable. They just keep doing the same thing. Now that's boring. So the media don't tell everyone, hey, 27 million Australians woke up today and most of them did not die. What they do is they find the one car crash where three people died. And so someone's sitting there watching news going, oh no, not another car crash. Then they say, you know, the road toll is up by eight this time last year. And you go, oh no, not eight. There's a hundred people that have died on the roads this year. And you sit there and you go, not a hundred people, right? There's 27 million Australians that didn't die on the roads. But the more you get consumed by that scarcity mindset that there's never enough, that life is fearful, that life is scary. You know, one person got stabbed at school. Then they sit there and they talk to their wives or their husbands and they say, you know, it's just not like the old days. Kids these days, you know, they're just, they're out of control. They're crazy, you know. There's no discipline. Scarcity mindset. All the time I hear it. There's just not enough money. I'm like, do you know that there are trillions of dollars every day that get exchanged? I actually had this with a person only a couple of weeks ago. I caught up with them for a coffee, which I don't normally do, but they were going to invest a decent amount of money with me. You know, if they were just going to do a Thrive Time event or if they were just going to do, you know, one of our online hubs or whatever, I wouldn't catch up with them, right? It's not worth my time. If they wanted to elevate themselves to a level where I would want to hang out with them, then, you know, they better do some fucking work on themselves and, you know, invest in themselves, essentially paying for our programs and stuff like that. I'm not going to hang out with people that want to go and spend 47 bucks or something like that on some online product or just want to waste my time and say, you know, I'll buy you a coffee or I'll share your lunch. Bro, I can buy my own lunch. But my point is, right, like if I've got a scarcity mindset, am I more likely to live a great life? Or if I have an abundance mindset, am I more likely to live a great life? You have to make that choice and then you have to control that. I was listening to one of the world's greatest cricketers. I think he's one of the biggest social media influencers on the planet. Some of you might know if you watch cricket, but you know I, I don't really watch that much sport. You know We've had uh, a bunch of the Redbacks cricket team come in and the assistant coach of the Sri Lankan cricket team, he's come and done some work with me. But this guy who plays for the Indian cricket team, he said, every time I walk on the field, I'm 100% confident that I'm the best player on the planet. And he said, I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to win the game. And he said, because to think anything less would not make me the best player that I can be. And I think that that's a great way to live. Now, some people would say, well, you're delusional. I would rather be delusional in creating a great life than be delusional and live a shit life. Now, some people go, well, that's realistic. Well, it depends what you call realistic. Is realistic watching the news on something that does not even matter on a percentage scale where it's hyperinflated and hyperexaggerated by some shitty media outlet whose job it is is to try to make you emotional, is to try to create drama because that's how they get views. And why do they get views? Because they need it for marketing. They're essentially marketing products and services and ad space. And most people are stupid enough to sit there and watch it. You know, when someone picks up the newspaper, their $1.20 or $2 that they're paying for a newspaper 
does not even cover the newspaper. But how the newspaper make all their money is through advertising. So you're essentially reading an advertising piece. In fact, I have friends who work in marketing and PR. And do you know a lot of the articles that are presented as news articles are already written articles, which are essentially promotional material. I saw something on the news the other day where they're going around and looking at properties and they're saying, oh, here's an amazing property here that's for sale. They do that on the news. And essentially they're promoting a property. Why? Because they get paid to do it. And people sit there and think that they're watching the news. That's not the news. The news is that 27 million Australians did fuck all and nothing changed. They're doing exactly the same shit that they always do because people are predictable. The one car accident, you know, the two people that got robbed at gunpoint, that doesn't happen. I mean, it happens, but it doesn't happen to everyone. It didn't happen to 27 million other people. It happened to like three people. Three people were involved in, in a whole country. It's like a point zero 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 something percent. But people love the drama. And so because of that, it creates this crazy scarcity mindset where people live in fear. They worry about shit that they can't even control. I would assume that the majority of your fears right now are fears that you cannot control. That's why I don't get involved in shit, because I don't care. You know, when someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I don't care. Why don't I care? Because I'd rather focus on what I need to focus on. And what I want to focus on is what I enjoy. You know, I enjoy doing this sort of stuff. I enjoy connecting with the community. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy helping people to perform better, to get the best out of themselves, to raise their standards, to live a great life, because I know that they're the hero within their own lives. They just don't know it yet. Okay, and they need an event like Thrive Time or My Business Growth Odyssey in order to grow their standards both in life and business. Okay, that's why I love doing what I do. I don't give a shit about the news. I don't give a shit about sport. I couldn't even tell you who won the grand final. Okay, now I'm not saying that that's if you watch it, that's a bad thing. If you like it, watch it. But just ask yourself, why am I watching it? Why am I spending you know five hours a weekend or six hours a weekend watching sport? What am I really trying to get out of it? Am I trying to get the emotional highs and lows? Do I like the strategy of the game? Is it something that's helping me live my values or is it a distraction? You have to figure that out for yourself. Okay, I'm not telling you how to live. I'm just giving you information and you use it how you want to use it. Take from it what you will. Hopefully you get more value than what you paid for it, which is fucking nothing. So hopefully anything that you get that you can go and implement in your own life, you're getting more value than what you paid. Okay, unless you paid for a subscription or something somewhere. But my point is that if I'm giving you you know, this value, hopefully it's helping you to evolve and think differently. But just remember, if you have scarcity of time where you think that there's never enough time or scarcity of money, or you worry about what other people think, or you worry about not having enough friends, or you worry about, you know, not having enough, I don't know, connection with people or, or whatever it is, then you're living in scarcity. That's going to be a life that you may one day wake up to regret. Driven mofos, I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it, or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast, as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. So the way out of that, get super clear on what you want in life and then raise your standards and keep pushing those standards. Keep challenging yourself. Be the person that you want to be each and every day. Remember, life isn't about who we are. It's about who we're becoming. Today should be a day where you're a different person than yesterday, only slightly different. Like I wouldn't recommend making crazy different changes unless you've actually done something that's so fucking crazy that you need to change something in a drastic way or you're doing something that's so destructive that you need to make a big change. 
then maybe that's a good idea. But for most people, small, consistent changes on a regular basis lead to massive results. So just keep being a better individual each and every day. Keep working on your success map for life. Keep moving towards your mission. Keep doing the things that you need to do and become the person that you want to become. Become the person that you would look up to. Become the person that you would love. Become the person that you would enjoy hanging out with. And I guarantee life will completely change. But just remember, you cannot have an amazing life with a scarcity mindset. It will not happen. You have to have an abundance mindset where you realize that there is an abundance of time. In fact, the universe, based on, you know, depending on who you go and study, the universe may be infinite. Now, if it's infinite, that means that there is no time. Time is just a thing that humans measure. But anyway, if the universe is infinite, that means that there's an infinite amount of time and an infinite amount of space. Okay, that's mind-blowing. Now, right now, there are trillions of dollars that get exchanged each and every day. Okay, that's phenomenal. That's mind-blowing. I meant to tell you a story before where I was with a person who was going to sign up to do some of our stuff. He told me that there's, you know, there's not enough money and that the economy is going downhill. And I walked outside and I pointed to all the houses and I said, how much money do you reckon there is in this street? And I said, how much do you reckon that house is worth? And he goes, I don't know, probably 500. And I said, what about the one next to it? He's like, I don't know, five, 600. And I was like, cool, what about the one next to it? He's like, well, that's a brand new one. It's pretty big, probably a million. And I'm like, cool. So between those two houses, there's 2 million bucks right there. Then how much do you reckon in maintenance, upkeep, electricity, all of that sort of stuff, cars, how much do you reckon the cars that they've got in those garages? Now we're talking, there's a street. So there's probably, you know, 100 houses, 150 houses that we could see. Now, if each one of them are between $500,000 and a million dollars per house, how much money do you reckon there is in the street? Now, if there's cars, electricity, food, we're talking about a lot of fucking money, right? But he doesn't see that. He listens to the news and it rots his mind. And then he goes, well, you know, no one's spending these days. People are spending every day. Every day, just because a share market drops by 20% doesn't mean people aren't buying. You know, when the economy crashes, the economy doesn't crash to zero, right? Not unless you're in some fucking weird country where, you know, there's a lot of corruption. It doesn't drop to zero. It drops 20%, depending on how crazy you are with your investments and stuff like that. If you hang on, you'll ride it out. It'll come back in most cases, depending on what the investments are. But my point is like, it's just part of a cycle. You know, if the unemployment rate is at 20%, that means that 80% of people are still working and have money, right? It depends. Are you looking at the 80% or the 20%? Now, in Australia, it's nowhere near that. But let's say unemployment goes up to 6%. If unemployment is 6%, that means that there's 94% of the population that have a job, right? And then people talking about unemployment's going up. Oh, you know, people cutting spending. No, they're not. They're cutting spending on shit that they don't need. They're starting to realize that they need to not be a moron all the time. That's what they're doing, right? And so they're not going to spend it as much as some of the places they used to spend it at. And they might tighten up a little bit, but they're still going to spend. They still put fuel in the car. They still drive to work. Some people still go out on weekends. They still are going on holidays. All of those things are still happening. It just depends whether you want to believe it or not. You control your own mind and your own thoughts. So just remember, you cannot have a scarcity mindset at the same time as an abundant mindset. You choose how you want to operate that. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. Remember, sharing is caring. Please share this podcast with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. And also, if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, remember to give it a five-star rating and a review if you can on any of those platforms. But anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass, and I hope you're enjoying this podcast. (laughs) 